Welcome to the I Am Awesome podcast, where we celebrate the extraordinary nature of being human. In Psalm 139, 14, it is written that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and it is time to truly understand the depth of that truth. Throughout our lives, we often forget our inherent awesomeness and amazing potential. But let's reclaim our birthright, for we are not accidents. We are carefully knit together in the womb, each of us made with a purpose. Life circumstances, whether it's trauma, upbringing, health challenges, or loss, may have caused us to doubt ourselves, but no longer. Join me along with my co-hosts as we embark on a journey to rediscover our true awesomeness. Together, we'll explore the depths of our potential, guided by the latest research, insights from experts, and inspiring stories of ordinary individuals who have achieved extraordinary results. In each episode, you can expect actionable insights and practical advice that you can implement immediately. We'll delve into topics such as personal growth, self-care, mindset, relationships, and much, much more. No matter where you are in your journey, this podcast will provide the tools and inspiration you need to step into your full potential. Are you ready to reclaim your birthright? Are you ready to stand confidently in your most awesome and amazing state of being? Then join us on the I Am Awesome podcast and together create the ultimate awesome human experience. mission is simple. Deliver quality content, invest in your awesomeness every day and help you become more of what you already are. Awesome. So I'm introducing my one-on-one conversations with real individuals that know they're awesome despite all of what life throws at them. They know that life is happening for them and not to them. Each episode, we're going to discover their unique purpose that is fueled by passion, which I refer to as awesome sauce. They will share their hero's journey of that wrecked moment that crashed into them and challenged them. Who was it or what provided the roadmap out? Discover what they are doing currently to play bigger in the world to make an impact. Maya Angelou said, there is no greater agony than burying an untold story within you. My prayer, my desire for you, is you will be inspired to tell your story. All right, welcome back to another uh, episode of the I'm Awesome podcast, special edition, where it's uh, the one-on-one conversations that I get to have with some awesome and amazing humans. And one that I'm so excited to bring to you today is Amanda Lavin. Uh, We had the pleasure of meeting virtually, which is so cool to me. Like, isn't this awesome? Like, can you think about it? Like, we've never met in person. (laughs) Yeah, we have an amazing relationship and friendship for at least two plus three years, probably. And it all started with the health issue that you, we got connected and then just kind of has blossomed from there. And I've enjoyed watching your journey across country for the last couple of years with the family and just some cool stuff. So I'm so excited to really dive deep into where all this is at, where you're at now, what you've gone through and and really just uh, unpack some of your life story, which I just, I'm always fascinated and curious about that stuff. And I think when we, we did a podcast about finding your purpose and I think the overarching theme for me that came out of that was just being curious. And that's where you get in that driver's seat of asking more questions and just asking more questions. And and it's just fun. And so I've always enjoyed good stories. I've always enjoyed, you know, getting to know people better and understanding their journeys and how it can bless me and, and vice versa, whatever. But like people ask me like the IV gig I do, they, they ask me the same thing. Like, 
what do you love about it? And that's the first thing I tell everybody. It's like, it's the best nursing job I could have ever asked for that I didn't know I needed because right. I get to learn from so many people from all over the world. And it's just awesome. Isn't it so. amazing? I'm so humbled that you would invite me on to chat with you. And um, thank you so much. It's, it's um, such a great opportunity. Um, like you said, yes. I was... <laughs> I am, we are so like soul brother and sister because I am so <laughs> like that. I love people. I love people so much. And um, I'll get to who I am. Amanda, sorry. Um, I am originally from, you kind of mentioned about me traveling and stuff, but I'm originally from the Bay Area of California. Um, I was raised in a divorced family. Um, I'm realizing now that my parents are amazing. I have like such a good relationship with both of them, but I was, I'm realizing now that I'm such an empath. And like you said, I love people. I love to talk to people. I love to get to know people and know their stories. And I'm realizing that when I was being raised by my parents, um, I didn't have anybody to like help me through those, that empath, that like that empath, mindset where I'm constantly worrying about people. I was labeled a warrior and an anxiety person and um, all these labels because, you know, I had so much turmoil in my life. I was going through mm -hmm. my parents getting divorced and um, moving and having to go, you know, all the things and junior high is such a hard time in life in general, and then throw all of that stuff onto it. You know, I didn't realize, um, emotionally, my parents weren't super there for me. They were always there physically and they had such a great relationship together after they got divorced. But yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Like, but it was that little emotional Amanda that never got like somebody to be like, it's going to be okay. Like you're, mm. it's going to be okay. Every, you don't have to worry about that person. You don't have to worry about that person. I was always friends with everybody. I didn't have like one group of friends. I was friends with the group of people who didn't even speak English at my school. I was friends with the popular, the sports people. I was friends with the band people. Like literally I like had friends in every genre. It just who is who I was. I was just a, a social butterfly. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You are so much right that we are very much alike because empath is, it describes me perfectly. Uh, always, always reaching out to everybody, wanting to talk to everybody, getting to know people and just talk, talk, talk. Like I'm making my mom and dad proud, I think, because I drove them crazy when I was a kid with all the talking I would do. <laughs> I so love it. I this love is a it. good platform for me to be involved in, I think. <laughs> well, it's so funny because I um, saw my, I was not a good student, not a wonderful storyteller, um, but I was not a wonderful student. And my dad loves to keep things that are old. So he has all of my um, uh, report cards from like elementary school, right? So I, <laughs> my mom has some friends over and I'm talking to the ladies and um, I'm like, oh yeah, talking, talking. And my report cards said, you know, she needs to focus more. She, you know, it would, they were not nice. I mean, back in the day in the, you know, eighties, they were yeah. like, she talks too much. She's this, she's that. She, nothing positive, nothing positive, right? Wow. So I look, I'm telling this story and I didn't even say anything about what the report card said. And the, one of the ladies looks at me and goes, did you get in trouble for talking too much? And I start busting up laughing. I'm like, 
Okay. I guess I talked too much. <laughs> I know. Oh I'm goodness. like, oh my gosh, it's so funny. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. It, it doesn't serve, us, serve that type of person in school very well with the structure, especially no. even now. I think it's worse. But yeah, I was I was always putting they always put me in the front of the class to sit next to the teacher because I was just being the class clown. I a true story. I in fifth grade, I got most outstanding ham award at the awards assembly. Good for so, you. That's there awesome. you go. You know, it, but you know that was what you was are so awesome cool from the get go, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I what I learned from that was having a great mentor like that teacher saw that in me and didn't discourage it. He just warmed it up, embraced it and, and, and made it work so that it was a confidence builder for me yeah. and not a negative. Like that's huge. That and is so, so many wonderful. kids need that today. It so is so wonderful. And, and back in the day, I kind of just skated through, like I just was an average, average student, average human. I, you know, I just kind of beat it to my own drum. Is that even a word beaded? No, probably not. But I just like beat it to my own hey, drum. I like I it. Did. <laughs> I just <laughs> was who I was. And, you know, I just did my thing. You know, I had, I have a picture of me holding, you know, a friend from eighth grade who had a baby in eighth grade. And I'm just like this little 14 year old holding this little tiny brand new baby. And I just look at those pictures and go, oh my God, I was so young. I was so young. What on earth? <laughs> fast forward to the career choice that I made obviously I became a registered nurse and became I got my BSN in nursing um because I felt like that was the route that I could go that I could love on people and be around people and get to know people and I just one day it was like my parents are like are you crazy I went to my parents and said, I applied to Chico State. I got in. I'm going to school. And they're like, and this, I was probably 20, 20, because I had just been working. I never went to college right out of high school. And um, I was working and I said, um, I'm, I applied to college and I got in. I'm going to go to Chico State. And they're like, uh, what? Oh, okay. Awesome. Sweet. Um, so I knew that they had a really good nursing program. And I had some friends that were already up there and, um, I did follow a boy, which turned out to be, you know, a blessing in disguise. And I got into nursing school, pre-nursing graduated, took me a little longer just because when you go to school, when you're 20 or 21, you don't make the best decisions. Um, <laughs> and then, um, graduated with my BSN. And I graduated in 2007 with my nursing degree, worked for a little while, met my husband while we were in nursing school, and then um, wanted to start a family. So I ended up going part-time, and then I went per diem, and now I'm not working at all in the hospital as a registered nurse, um, and I'm just doing um, some baking, some sourdough baking at my girlfriend's uh, micro bakery. That is so cool. Yeah. And uh, how long have you been married? Um, oh yeah, I didn't say that part. I have been married for 15 years and we have okay. two children. One Parker is, um, almost 14. Gosh. And then Sydney just turned 11. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's one of my yeah biggest successes. I'm so happy. You know, I come from a divorced family. Patrick's family got divorced, um, when, 
after I think 25 or 30 years of marriage. And so, um, yeah, so marriage is a so very, kind of breaking the cycle, not kind of, I'm, we're completely breaking the cycle and it is such a beautiful thing. So yeah, it's Amen. awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah that's great to hear. I, yeah. It's amazing how many 25 and 30 some year marriages are just over. Like it's wild. And so I, I, I make it a point, like when I see people celebrating online, any anniversaries, man, I like, I jump on it and thank them for fighting for their marriage and keeping oh it rolling. Gosh. You know what I mean? Like it just, yes. I want to celebrate it. So they know that someone notices that it matters. It's so important. And I think the key words there are fight for your marriage. Like it, that's one of my wrecking points as we were talking yeah. about, like, I was going to say it's a great segue because I know that's a part of where your journey goes. So let's go there, please oh share gosh. your story. I, Tell me more. Um, fighting for our marriage. So the first, it, you know, marriage is such an interesting thing. And I'm so like just in awestruck of what can happen when you marry somebody. Right. So yeah. we've been married for 15 years for the first eight years it actually was the most miserable time in my life, which is crazy to say out loud. Um, we met, I was 23, he was 18. We got married. Um, we were, we dated for five years. So we've actually been together for 20. We dated for five and we've been married for 15. Um, but God has a way of putting somebody in your life that he knows will heal you and you heal them in, in, in the relationship that you're in. And so for the first eight years, honestly, the marriage crushed who I was. I wasn't the same person. It crushed my soul. It, um, I was, I loved being a mom, but I hated being a wife. And specifically because my husband was, he has his own story and it is just an absolutely beautiful story. But, um, the dynamics between us um, was so hard. <laughs> he would trigger me, and, and, and hindsight's twenty twenty. We know now because we went to therapy and stuff, but the breaking point for me was I was sitting on my best friend's couch, who is a Christian, and I said, I can't do this anymore. This was eight years in. You know, I had a, what? eight-year-old and a five-year-old. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm in tears. And she's like, no, 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 you're going to do this. Like you're not giving up. You're not. And I thinking divorce, I can't believe there, there's no way I'm going to get divorced. How is this going to be possible? No way. So she said, you're not going to do this. We're going to fight for you. And I literally cried out to God and said, I don't know what to do. Please, please save me, save my marriage, save my husband. Caveat to that is we were both agnostic and atheist when we got married. And one of the things was when we got married, one of our deal breakers that we had come to the conclusion was that if either of us became religious, we would be, that would be a deal breaker. Well, God, oh, wow. God laughs at us because that was a deal breaker. And it's been the most amazing part of our marriage thus far, which is just wild. So yeah, I did I, not know that part of your journey. That's amazing. Like, yeah, it was a so, deal maker in the end now, right? Right. It's, it is like, <laughs> That's amazing. it is so wild. And I just thank God every day. And I just, I give him all the glory because I cried out 
till I couldn't cry out anymore. Like, please do something. And it was a very short time later that my husband came to me and said, I think I need to go to therapy. And I said, mm. I, I think you need to go to therapy too. I think that's a great idea. And I want to go as well. Um, and I said, but I think you need to go by yourself because over those, that course of the eight years, there had been many of, um, late night conversations where I'm just saying the same thing over till I'm blue in the face. Like I have trauma from my past. I have, um, abandonment. I have sexual trauma. I have, um, uh, worthiness trauma. Like I have all of these things, all of these traumas from my past that I hadn't healed. And he was just triggering those in me. And I'm just like, what, what is happening? Why am I feeling like this? And I, started to shut down because he's more of the aggressor. He's very type A. So he was more of the, let's figure this out. Let's figure this out. We have a problem. And I'm like, wait a minute, I need to process. I need to think like, can we hold off a second? And I can't, I can't oh, yeah. process this that you, what you just said. And so I, anyway, we went to counseling. He went to counseling. We went to counseling for together for an entire year. Every single week, we did not miss a week. And in the meantime, while we were going through this, my, one of my good friends and my best friend were holding a small, um, small group at their house, about five doors down from us. It was, uh, from their church. They had, they're doing a small, uh, community group for couples. And I was like, okay. Hey, Hey Patrick, I know this is not up your wheelhouse. Cause he was, you know, not into that. Do you yeah. want to just go to the community group? We know all the people there and it just might be a safe space for us to just kind of like explore, you know, what the Bible says, explore our relationship, explore what God says about our relationship. And, um, he was like, yeah, I think that sounds great. Like, oh my God. Now, was he aware that there was a Christian yes, group or? Yes. Cause okay. my best okay. friend said that she'd been praying for us for years. And, um, so don't wow. discount if you're going to pray for people. And even if they're not believers, don't discount what your yes. prayers can do because they are so incredibly powerful. So we started awesome. going to this group. Meanwhile, we were going to therapy as well. And things just started to change. Like Patrick's heart started to change. God started to work on our marriage. It was like, I, I mean, I was just blown away. I, I, there's can some, I interrupt for yeah, a second on yeah. that? I want to find out, I want to like to explore, like you guys had this non, you know, this deal breaker thing at the beginning. What, when you look at it now, do you really feel like you had a, there, where, where was your real thought on maybe what, what God was or wasn't to you at that time? Did you have a piece there that you were kind of like, I don't want to show my cards. I'm going to hide them close to the breast here, so to speak. And maybe he was absolutely out of it. Or, you know, I'm just curious to know where, where that was, because it seems interesting you know to know that the inroad was fairly well accepted if that makes sense you know from the way you tell the story anyway right so i was not raised in a christian home um patrick was raised in an atheist home he he had zero belief like he may be agnostic like maybe there is something bigger but we don't know what it is definitely not god definitely not jesus i kind of always in the back of my mind questioned like well, I, I didn't really know anything about it so I didn't it wasn't that I was 
um, dismissing it, but I just didn't believe. Right. I didn't, I'm like, okay, whatever. Like we, I just, it is what it is. I was like, Oh, the universe, you know, there's this, all the new age stuff is like, Oh, the universe and this and that and do it yourself. And blah, blah, blah. And I was at a point where I couldn't do it myself. I was literally crying out to God. And I didn't tell Patrick this until later, um, that I was like literally on my hands and knees in our bedroom crying, like, God, please do something. Um, so he was, See, I think, I think the empathic side of us that I've, I kind of relate to what you're saying because I felt like I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I wasn't really introduced to it. I got saved at 18 at a, at a rock concert that my buddy dropped got me to that never had music and I missed it all. And there's a whole story there, but the bottom line was like, I always felt like there was something and I didn't know what it was. Right. Same. Like I just like, I feel like what you're saying is exactly how I felt. I was like totally identifying with that. Exactly. That's exactly how I felt. So when we started going to the, to the group and I started to learn about it a year later, I ended up being saved 43 years old. I got baptized 42. Oh, was I 41? 41 years old. Got baptized. Um, Patrick is on his own journey, but it is still, we, it's, Jesus is working on his heart and God is working on his heart in his own way. We are part of a church. I believe that God has saved him and that is his story to tell, but it is so beautiful and I, it's amazing. Yeah. And you know, what's, it's cool. Cause I, I talked on the last podcast, it's I'm finding everybody has that person. It seems that that guide that comes into their life that in, that doesn't let you go and lets you and supports you and is there for you and, and just gives you a reason to not give up when, when, when you figure it out, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's pretty awesome. And, well, I, and, and I, sorry, who was that? No, go ahead. I was gonna say, go ahead and mention that person's name because they deserve that credit. Oh yeah. I mean, my best friend for sure, for sure. Was like, she, she basically saved what was to end up probably in a divorce because she's a believer. She came, she was raised in a Christian home and then came back to Christ, um, after straying for a little while after she had her son and just realized the love of her father. And just, so she's just, yeah, she's my still great friends today. Best friend in the whole entire world. Yes. Yeah. What's her name? Andrea Sands. Nice. Yeah. Way to go, Andrea. Yeah. Way to go. It's so, it's so cool. So she's the one who wanted to, you know, tried to get us to go to church. I went to like mom spot groups with her and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So I don't know where I was going with that, but, um, so we went to therapy and then I was the therapy a non-Christian or kind of down neutral party type thing. Neutral party. Um, her name was grace and go figure. Her name is grace. Um, but she (laughs) was phenomenal. Like I am so blessed that God brought her into our life and gave him her as our therapist because she understood the exact cycle that we were in. She understood Patrick. She understood my part. She, I mean, it was just, Mm. Had we not done that, we definitely would have been down the road of divorce for sure. Wow. That's awesome. But he's really, saved like, and it's great. Well, and, and I think that's a really cool thing to highlight that it's not, it doesn't always have to be the church and you don't have to stick, you know, in this per se, a certain box or a lane, like 
be open is all I'm saying. Like that's where that curiosity comes back to like, give these, give somebody a chance. And if it's not working, that's okay too. Then you can just pivot and move on and try some, you know, get something else to try it out or another individual, whatever. But, you know, I just think it's cool to highlight that it's not always like it has to be the church person or the pastors of the world. There's some really amazing humans out there that do great things and they understand this stuff from a very deep level just because mm-hmm. they study humans and understand, you know, and it yep. can be very helpful. So I, I guess I'm just saying be open is my my message to you out there to can, don't be closed up just because it doesn't fit a certain demographic or design that you you expect. Because sometimes like you're saying here, the the surprise of it all, you could you you couldn't have scripted that. 100%. You know, that's, that's what's cool. I agree. I agree. And just don't shut off something because of your prior thoughts on things. Like, that's the biggest thing. I mean, my husband was open to going to these small groups and I'm like, wow, that's a huge step because, you know, do you think grace had a, had a play in getting him to be open to that then be prior to, or not necessarily, I mean, maybe with therapy, but I don't know. I don't think so. I think he was just wanting to work on our marriage and he thought that that was a really good and, and I love my husband. He's very analytical. And so he went, he came to the group with questions he had, nice. he had all the questions and, and, you know, it's like for all the elders and he's like, but what about this? And what about this? And, and they all, they had answers and they directed him to the Bible. And so he's reading the Bible and, um, oh, and, I, awesome. and it's crazy when you look back, like I just not realizing it have known now that God has always been protecting me. Always from Mm. the get go in life. I have been in so many really uncomfortable and unsafe decisions that I didn't know how to say no, or I didn't know how to get out of. And he always protected me and he always helped me through them, even if I didn't know it was him. And so, you know, it's crazy when I start to read the Bible and read the different scriptures and stuff, how I'm like, wow, okay. Yes. Thank you. You were always (laughs) there. How old are you now? I am 43. I'll be 44 in November. Okay. So this is a fairly newer journey for you in in general then. Yes. Yeah. So that's so cool. Prior to us, like you had mentioned before, we went on the road for two years. Um, So yeah, I was going to get to that right now. So we're really working together well here. (laughs) I'm liking this. So when we decided to sell our home, so we had been going to therapy. So this was, you know, eight years, nine years, 10 years of marriage. We had been going to therapy. We had been going to the group. We had found a really great church. I had been baptized. Um, We had a really beautiful community where we lived. And this would have never flown back in the day. But we're sitting outside in our brand new remodeled backyard. We had just added 500 square feet to our house. We had remodeled it to where exactly how we wanted. And we're sitting around the fire and I look at my husband and I say, is this it? Is this it? Is this what we're supposed to be doing? I'm not sure that this is what we're supposed to be doing. And he's like, I, I think you're right. I said, I feel like God wow. has bigger plans for us. And he looks at me and he goes, I think so too. I said, do you want to sell everything? And um, buy an RV and travel around the country for a year. And he goes, I do. And it was the most peaceful decision, both of us. I mean, coming from eight years of like not agreeing on things and being at each other to then making this life changing decision that 
we literally had the most peaceful heart about. And as soon as we said yes to God's plan, every single door opened. We couldn't even plan it had we tried. I remember that. I remember it being like, you're doing what? Like it was so sudden. And, but yet then I remember talking to you a few times and it was just like, yeah, this happened, that happened, and this worked out. But I'm like, dude, this is rad. It, I mean... <laughs> We couldn't have planned it. We literally said we were going to sell the house. I told one of my really good friends um, who has a really awesome testimony. You should get her on here. Um, I told her and she said, excuse me, that's my dream. I want to do that. I said, then do it. She lived like three miles from me. She sold her house. We sold our house within like 30 days of each other, bought the same RV, started traveling at the same time. We put, we didn't even put our house on the market. Literally, wow. God sent us somebody that said, I've been eyeing your house. I really want your house. Please don't put it on the market. We want to buy it. I said, no way. Oh, I didn't know okay. that part of the story. That's really cool. <laughs> Literally. She called me. It was like a um, mutual friend that I've been friends with for a long time. She called and said, Amanda, I just heard you're selling your house. And I said, yeah. She goes, I we really, I think we want to buy it. And I said, okay. She said, I'm going to be there in five minutes. Me and my husband. I said, uh, oh, okay. I mean, I, the house is a mess, but okay, come on over. <laughs> Knock on the door five minutes later. I start talking to her about the house. My husband and her husband go talk about the numbers. And they hand shook and said, good faith. We want to buy your house. Please don't put it on the market. We need to sell our house. Their house sold in less than 24 hours. Wow. They bought our house. And we were out of the house in like 45 days or something ridiculous. We've sold almost everything, loaded up a U-Haul and headed out. Oh man, that's insane. I it's love it. so wild. And so how long were you officially on the road then? Overall? So we were officially on the road for two years. That's we, what I thought. So yeah. initially it was a year though, yeah. right? Is what you thought. Yeah. Okay. Cause we knew we wanted out of California. And so we're like, well, let's go travel for a year and see if there's anywhere else that we feel are feeling called to. Right. And so, yeah, man, being on the road. So this was 2021. Yep. And you know what the world was happening in 2021, right? The world was oh, absolutely yeah. bonkers. <laughs> but the way that humanity showed up, I cannot even express it. When we left and thought, oh, we're going to go travel for two years or a year. We're going to see these sites. We're going to see these monuments. We're going to see these um, beautiful national parks. So it was the actual relationships, the people of this country that we met along the way that literally ministered to our hearts. It was incredible. I could, I like can still cry thinking about it. And I cried many times on the road thinking, I can't believe that we've met. I mean, we lived in an RV, so we stayed in RV parks. I met the yep. most beautiful parts of humanity in RV parks. The people mm. that would give you the shirt off their back, who have had hard lives, who can go through anything, but still have a smile on their face and they want to talk to you and they want to get to know you. And then you meet these other beautiful families that are traveling and we've made so many wonderful lifelong friends on the road. I mean, I just, that's why we didn't want to stop. So we did it for a year. We had the most yep. amazing summer with this another family um, who are also believers and they just like our, they ministered to our hearts and it was just amazing. And so we stayed on the road for two full years. 
and we settled back in um, Boise, Idaho. Right on. Yeah. So what, what made you extend the uh, extra year? Did you guys both just feel like, yeah, this is the right thing to keep doing? We did. And we just felt like we hadn't really found a place that we were being called to yet. And so we wanted to make it a point to visit some places that kind of were placed on our heart. And it turns out that those places just weren't where we were being called. And as God does in his timing, he called us back to Idaho and we came back here. And I am so grateful that we came back here um, because of so many reasons. But um, yeah, I'm glad to be ba- I'm glad to be back here and to be settling and putting roots down here. Nice. And you're you kind of timed it around the kids schooling a little bit, too, right? Um, call or no. So no, we homeschool. We still homeschool. You still so, do. Okay. Yeah. So I, homes- okay. yeah, I started homeschooling when we were back in California and, um, then I just did it on the road and we're just continuing to do it here right now. They don't really want to go back to school. I think, um, it's just best that, that we, that we <laughs> continue to, um, minister to them here in, in our home. Are they able to take part in like out, outside extracurriculars then because of being stationed there more so is that beneficial or not necessarily either? Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the, one of the main reasons why we stopped it. Cause my son really wanted to play baseball. Got um, it. he's okay. such a sweet, tender little soul. He's never wanted to play a sport in his entire life. Um, he's always kind of been a skateboarder or a, um, snowboarder or just kind of singular sport, you know, where you don't have teams. Yeah. And I tried mm-hmm. soccer and he was just never really interested. And all of a sudden at 13, he comes to me and says, mom, I want to play baseball. I said, okay, I would love to watch you play baseball. He says, I want to be a catcher and I want to play baseball. I said, nice. well, okay. So when we landed here, I found him um, a league and he gets to be the catcher and he's the starting catcher and he is athletic and a rock star and killing it. And I love watching him do that because I've, you know, Yay. just, he's never been doing that. And then my daughter is a gymnast and she is so, so awesome at that. And I'm hoping that wow. she will, um, do team gymnastics. So we'll see. She's yeah. That's she's wonderful. Awesome. So that's been really one of the awesome benefits of being here, being with um, my mom, living with my mom right now and my stepdad. And that has been just a huge blessing. Um, Patrick found a great job and, and God just continues to pour out the most amazing blessings yeah. in his time that I just, you literally, I can't write the book he just does such no. a better job at writing it that I just have to like <laughs> let it go. Yeah. Yeah. That, man, that is so awesome. I, I guess I, I partly, I didn't realize how new and you know, your journey this was like, I, I knew you were at when we, I think you we were fresh into uh, it I when obviously so. we met clearly yeah. Yeah. pretty dang right in that phase of it. it I, I knew right the counseling was happening. I yep. do recall. Yep. I didn't know you were still working your new faith out and all that. That's, that's wild. Yeah. And it's been so obvious to me and he's been so like obliviously knock you over the head type of God for me that I'm just like, there's absolutely no question. (laughs) Like for me, it's just like, there is no question. And obviously at towards the end of your time on the road, you were starting to do the bread thing. So how did you end up getting into that where you're at planted. I mean, that seems pretty amazing that you could 
land in a permanent spot and still be able to continue that excitement. That's pretty cool. Isn't that amazing? I am just beyond words. I, so I taught myself how to make sourdough while we were on the road because I just thought it was so fun. And, um, I was just intrigued by the process. And so, um, I had a friend that was from California that moved up here to Boise and we were in, um, the health and wellness business together. And, that's a whole nother side of me is my health and wellness and my gut health and all that stuff. But, um, we were in that together. Well, yeah, she a year ago just kind of was thrown into this. I'm going to make, um, gut friendly sourdough bread. And she just kind of started a bakery because she was all about gut health. And, um, she had started it a year. I was on the road for a year. So she started it, started look, watching my videos I was like kind of helping her through that. And then she just started a bakery and I said, Oh my God, I'm so excited for you. And I, at that (laughs) point I was going to maybe move to Tennessee and she was like, Oh man, that's a bummer. Like you should come to Boise. Well, turns out I ended up coming to Boise a year later and it just so happened to be that at the time that I moved here, she was getting so busy that she want, Mm. she needed a baker. She needed somebody to take over the, um, like managing the kitchen part of it, the, the ovens and the bakery and the shaping and all that stuff. And I said, pick me. (laughs) And I, I only go two days a week, which is awesome. It works for our schedule. It's super flexible. I go two days a week for five to six hours a day and it just fills my soul. I love it so much. That's cool. That that's the key. Like it's not, it's not becoming so much that it's just like, it's ruining that fun for you and the enjoyment of doing it. That's perfect. Yeah. So that's That's how I became a baker. (laughs) All right. So funny. So I I was looking at your bio and I'm curious to understand a little more about the freedom fighters piece to this. What's that all about? Um, So I am a huge fighter of uh, personal rights and um, like medical decisions, personal medical decisions. Mm Um, In California, there were a couple of bills, SB 277 and SB 276, that I fought, fought, fought for. They were trying to take away parental rights as far as vaccinations for kids, um, what you could choose and what you couldn't choose to do for your kids. And I just am all about personal liberties and personal beliefs and what works for you may not work for other people, and that's okay. And so I just trying to fight for people to understand that everybody is not should not be put in the same box and that we all are different and that we all should be able to express our different views on things the way that we feel we should express them in our families. And we felt like we were frogs in the kettle back in California. And that just didn't sit right with me. And I was really sick of fighting for things and having my tax dollars go to things that I didn't support. And I said, I'm done. I am going to continue this fight um, but I'm going to be out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it, what le- it's what led us on our journey to get out because of the lack of choice and freedom of choice that I was faced with in the nursing field that out there as well. And in, in yep. SoCal. So I completely resonate with that and understand it blew up our whole life, but you know, like you've been saying throughout your journey, which is super inspiring to me, by the way, is that, you know, God's plan is, better than yours. And oh my gosh. you can sit and white knuckling death grip on things if you want to, but yep. it, you know, when you're in flow, like you just explained that when you and your husband were out around the campfire, I'm like, let's do this. Yeah, let's do this. There was like, 
didn't have to sit and debate it and argue it and discuss it and write pros and cons and spend days and weeks and months and years <laughs> trying to figure it out. Like, holy crap, you know, like, just go. Like, it was just, you knew that you're in flow. It's, it's, it's working and everybody's on board and, and look at the beautiful experience. Like, that's how you kind of know. And I think that's where, you know, coming to this, I've been wanting this podcast podcast for like 10 years. I so wish I would have done it way sooner. I, uh, you know, I can't go back. So I just, I don't go dwelling on that. I just leave that statement there and say, you know, yep. I, I'm doing it now. So I think part of blowing up the the situation a little bit, you God used that to say, go do your thing. Finally, yep. for crying out loud. See, you know? so See? it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I'm so glad you're doing this podcast. I know. Cause I think you, when we first started talking, you had talked about that you had this idea of doing a podcast. And yeah. when we first started talking, you said, I'll eventually have you on my podcast. And here we are. And it's like, <laughs> what? Yes. This is coming to fruition. And I absolutely oh. adore it. I'm so excited yeah. for you. I'm so Thank excited. You. It's for been a you. real joy. It's, it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun and I'm learning so much. Like I said, it just keeps adding to fill my cup really. You know, it's selfish. I'll admit it right now, but I, I don't care. I, I want to learn from you and other people and keep taking in all these beautiful stories and these things and learning from it and applying how it fits in my life, you know? So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I can't believe that this is like your platform for your podcast because Patrick and I, I remember this specifically, we were driving and we were in Virginia and we were driving away from the campground and we were talking and we were talking about all the um, instances we have. So he's also a nurse. And so he used to work in the ER and we were talking about all these instances we have where you kind of just collide with somebody else's life in that moment of their like either terror or hor like something horrible just happened or it's nothing horrible, but it's just a, you know, something else, whatever it is. But you, yep. you're, as a nurse, you're in that moment with them and then they leave and it's like, it's like a, this weird, like gray area where they're gone now and you've just experienced this whole experience with them and they'll probably never remember you or they'll never remember, or maybe they will. But I, we were thinking about like a podcast, having nurses come on where the most impactful, like, um, what is it? The most impactful situations that they've encountered as nurses Yeah, where yeah. literally the person's experience changed you and changed your life and changed your outlook on it. And I was just like, that would be a really fun podcast. And I'm like, look at you, here you are talking about <laughs> people's lives and their different impacts yeah. in their life and stuff like that. So it's just, humanity is beautiful. And I think we've really lost track of that over the last few years, um, especially with yes. what's going on right now in our world. Um, and mm. I think the media does a really great job of dividing us. And I just yes. want to reassure and give hope to people that there, it is not out there. It is not what you think it is. It, humanity is absolutely beautiful and every single part of it. Thank you for saying that. I was just going to say, I, I love that aspect of it because like you said, so much propaganda so much news media and all the chatter and everything it just it's lying most often to people i i've shut off all of it and it, it's so interesting because the contrast i i will go to these hotels or people's homes and they'll have one of the three letter channels on news you know cable news yep. and i'm like you can almost feel 
the the negativity all around it like it just feels awkward when you're not around it for so long like yep. I can't explain it but I just know I'm like I want to get out of here as fast as I possibly can because I don't want to listen or hear or feel this any longer it's wild yes and that's that's part of being an empath too and part of God protecting your ears because it's really important what we put in our eyes and in our ears you know just as much you as it, it is right. what you put in your body 100%. and on your body in your mouth you, yes. you know, like what you put in your eyes and your ears can really make a mm. difference on, um, and how you are, how you act. Yeah. Now, are you still doing stuff with your wellness uh, journey as um, well? Like so, in terms of a business or not? Yeah. So I still have, okay. um, I'm still part of Young Living. I still have all of, cool. um, I still utilize their products. Um, I still teach people about oils if, if they're interested. Um, it's, it's always going to be a part of my life because, I feel like that was just kind of the start of my journey. And obviously I, when I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, um, there's a lot that can influence that, but my, Mm -hmm. the start to healing my journey was through understanding gut health and understanding what I put in and on my body. And just now I'm realizing, you know, 10 years later, it's also about emotions and it's also about having a voice also about speaking yeah. up for yourself it's also about yeah. healing traumas and all the emotional aspects to it and so um I feel safe now in my marriage where I didn't feel safe for the first eight years of being who I was yeah. and so I feel safe now I feel grounded I feel at such peace um I don't have any anxiety anymore and I that's been really healing for my health in general and I think right. it all plays in together. And I think that was one of the pieces that was really missing um, mm-hmm. back in the day. I want to know, like, giving the the safety that you're feeling in the marriage now and feeling at peace and all the experiences that you've gone on the road and come back from at this time now, do you feel like those past traumas that you kind of re- referenced loom still kind of large and need to be dealt with per se? Or do you feel like that God has done some work and because you feel safe, like they aren't as glaring a thing in your life anymore? They're definitely not as glaring as they were before. I do definitely still have some past traumas that I need to heal. I know that. Um, and not just in a small aspect, but now I don't, because I don't, those don't, they don't loom over me. I, for the, for the eight years of our marriage, we were in this cycle and it would happen every three months. And so every three months, I would, my nervous system would get wrecked, ruined, done, and I would have to rebuild my nervous system. And it was, I don't have to do that anymore. And it's like, Mm. I can, my body can just not be in fight or flight. I don't have to be in fight or flight. And that's a lot has to do with my relationship with the Lord. It has to do with my marriage. It has to do with finding my voice. It has to do with, you know, all the healing, the gut healing that I've done, the healing of my thyroid, Um, just kind of letting go and letting God has been really, really beneficial for me. Well, I think that's a wonderful way to wrap up your journey and story. I do have some closing questions for you, of course, but I first want to say thank you for doing this. Thank you for finding that voice and and going forward and speaking out and sharing with our uh, audience because my hope in any of the stories we put out is that somebody will hear it, the right person has 
you've demonstrated God leads them in just the right moment to hear that right word, that right thought, something to inspire them to not give up and keep going and change their life. And, you know, we never know if it's going to be noted by us or hear about it before now or in the afterlife, but man, I, I'm just trusting that that always is going to happen. So thank you for doing that. I'm so proud of you truly. I mean, it's just been amazing to see this transformation. And I was even more eye-opened, if you will, to how more recent this is and how amazing you know, you. things have gone for you. And I would say in a relatively short period of time, but it's, you know, you had eight years plus of a lot going on. So, you know, it, yep. it's not like it happened overnight. It's, 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 and it's still a, a work in progress as you've suggested Absolutely. as well. And I think it always will be, but i like you said, I think having that safety is, is tremendous. And, you know, whether it's in the relationship or on your own, when you feel like, I feel safe where I'm at. I feel like I've got things understood in a way that makes sense to my soul, if you will. Yes. Now I can start, you know, examining things or going forward and, and tackling things. And that's just amazing to me. That's, that's really cool. Oh, thank you so much. I'm, I appreciate yes. you having me on here and talking. And I really hope that um, somebody, this can help somebody that is listening and just continue to have hope and just reach out. It will. And, and yeah, definitely email us. And if you want to reach Amanda, I'll have all the ways to connect with her, put in the show notes and all that. But you can always email us at the IAA podcast uh, at gmail.com and we can get messages to whoever or help you in any way possible. We'll do all we can for sure. Uh, so in wrapping up, I think I know the answer, but I'm not, I'm, none of these are going to be rebutted. I just want you to have the last words on each of these last questions I'm going to ask you. So Jesus... Liar, lunatic, Lord, or whatever else. Redeemer. Hey, I like that. 100%. That's good. Absolutely. So, and one of the other tenants that I have, so I should have probably fairly said this, like these are three core principles for me that I feel like drives my life. And that is satisfying the, the question of who Jesus is. I just think it's important because he was a very significant figure if you look at it that way in the world. And I just want you to encourage you to go you know, satisfy that for whatever you need to do with that. And then the other one is your health. And I always say in the question of if, if you don't have your health, what do you have? And so I'm posing that question to you as well, Amanda, like, what do you do for your health now to do self care, if that makes sense? Yeah, um, for me, if I didn't have my health, like I do right now, I don't know where I would be. Um, for self care, I'm always um, knowing what I put in and on my body is really important to me. Um, the, the quality of food that I put in my body is really important to me. Um, daily movement is really important to me getting morning sun. Um, you know, there, I have a lot of, um, kind of self care that aren't just like going away to a, a massage massage every couple of weeks, but every single day I care for myself in a way that is not selfish, but it is in a way that I can actually be present wife and a present mother and, um, keep, stay healthy for the, the life that I'm living. So yeah, quality sleep is really important to me. I'm kind of a sleep snob. Um, <laughs> so all, all those different things that I do on a daily basis, just to care for myself. Awesome. 
And how do you plan to make a difference in the world at this point based on where things are now and what you've learned to this point? That is such a wonderful question. And um, I pray every day that God just leads me to where I need to be. And I'm just continuing to ask for his guidance in everything that I do. Um, Right now, I'm serving people that haven't been able to eat bread in a long time, that have gut issues, to be able to actually eat bread that's not going to ruin their gut, which actually I find so amazing because I was gluten-free for so long with my Hashimoto's. And then I really want to get involved in my church and just make a difference every day in somebody's life that I run into on the daily, you know? Awesome. Awesome. I love it. And if you, you know, within a few words, if you want, I'll leave you the last thought on this. Like if you could kind of, you know, put together that awesome sauce, if you will, that would tell people, you know, something you've learned that if you take this away from all that we've talked about, this could serve you pretty well because it has in your life. What would you tell them? Oh, gosh. Um, Probably just to continue to have hope. Always continue to have hope. Turn off the TV. Turn off the phone. Get out out in nature. Get in a walk. And, um, you know, just be present with where you're at. Be present in the moment and just know that that, to continue to have hope always. I love it. So how can others find you and follow you? Um, I am, I love this. I am on Instagram. Um, I am laving the good life um, on Instagram because that just felt like I was being called to put that name <laughs> up there. Cause I feel okay, like I, I, am- I have one envy in life and that is that my last name doesn't ring anything cool like that. Okay. <laughs> Gosh, that was, when I read that, I was like, you are so blessed with that one. Right. right. I love it. That is so awesome. I love it. So lab in the good life. Um, and I talk about all different kinds of things on their health and wellness journey and my bread making and my family and kind of what I'm doing in my life. Um, so yeah, that's real. I'm on Facebook too, but I just don't get on there too much. Okay. And I'll, we'll definitely get all your links. Have you put them on the show notes for you all so you can follow her. She's a lot of fun to watch and follow. And I love watching the bread making stuff. It's pretty rad. I hope um, that I can be right. a positive influence in everybody's lives. And that when you come to my page, you smile and you're happy. Like that's the biggest thing right now. I think a lot of people need that. Right on. And there's a question that you didn't know was coming. And this yeah. is the last one to close it out. Yeah. Are you awesome? Oh, I am awesome. Yes. 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 And every day I, I feel more and more awesome. Thanks to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Wow. What an awesome and amazing human. Do you feel inspired to go share your story? If you do, email me, the IAA podcast at gmail.com. Share your story or what inspired you from this episode. If this story inspired you to take action, but you're not exactly clear your unique purpose, send me an email requesting our Things Can Change PDF. Work through the five questions to help you discover your purpose. In addition, you will have three questions to discover your passion. You will live your most awesome life when you determine your purpose and you discover your passion. Purpose fueled by passion equals awesome sauce. And remember, there's no greater agony than bearing an untold story. And hey, go be more of what you already are. Awesome.
Hey there, you awesome, amazing human. Before you go, did you love this episode of the I'm Awesome Podcast? Great. Head over to iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to us on and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. We read every single one of your reviews. Thank you. And to connect further with us, please be sure to head over to our Facebook page. Until next time, go and be what you know you already are. Awesome. Awesome.